What do you think about everything? How do you feel about the world? Is it too much sometimes? Is it a real mess? I think it is, but I don't mean so in a universal sense, because I do see a certain beautiful balance to all things. And yet when I wake up in the morning, I shift from this slumbering mystery into this reality that's just so much in conflict, so disordered and messy. And my own problems are enough, you know, getting my life in order and planning out my days and weeks and my goals and trajectory, let alone dealing with the rest of the world and everyone else's politics and idiosyncrasies. But I do want to deal with these things. I want to be part of a community. I want to work together beside my neighbors to build the world we all want to see. And I just don't see that happening. I feel like when something newsworthy occurs, everybody has their initial knee-jerk reactions to it, left-wing, right-wing, anarchist, whatever. And we try to just match our own intuitions with what we see. And most often, it's very difficult for me, at least, to do that because my intuitions are vast and they go in many directions. I can sympathize with this obvious thing while still criticizing it or seeing the point of view on the other side without endorsing it. And I don't think enough of that kind of thing happens in this day and age, and it needs to. It needs to happen. I think we need to keep our minds as open and flexible as possible, but also have conviction, believe in things, and be careful how we believe and what we believe. I'm embarking now on this kind of journey. I've been going through it my whole life, born in California, coming of age in New York City, moving now to Berlin as an expat, and maintaining my convictions and my dedications to my art and my writing. And now I want to start really thinking out loud here in this podcast format about anything and everything. I want to sort things out and I don't want to shy away from controversy because I've done that too much in my life already. I've always been drawn to controversy and exploring and playing with the nuances, debating with people on various topics, but too often these kind of little debates and arguments end badly. You know, I feel alienated from my friends and my family because we just don't quite see certain issues and stories in the same way. And it, it really hurts me, if I'm honest. I find it kind of heartbreaking when I feel something very true and pure and can't express it, or fail to express it at least. And it's probably the same the other way around, where I might not be hearing a person fully. I like listening to people 
I like podcasts and monologue formats, as well as structured dialogues and debates, because it does let me reflect on my own thoughts and sort of construct a proper line of thought on any given subject. And I want to start putting that into practice here and helping others do the same, because it's really important for us to get our minds straight. If we're going to have a better world and a better organized society, I think it's important to do that kind of thing. And that applies up and down the, the strata, if that's the word I can use here, of importance. You know, it does matter how we think about elections and wars and big technological developments, but also our own personal minor decisions, how we work, how we travel, how we love, and how we consume as consumers these days. So all these kind of things matter to me, and they're the things I want to be getting into here on this podcast called Key Thinking. My name is Keith. I'll be doing the thinking out loud or aloud. And the thinking here is aloud. So <laughs> that's the play on words. That's the idea here. You know, too often I censor myself and I might have to do that here, but I really don't want to. I really want to just express myself freely and openly. And I know that you'll be the judge of what I'm thinking, of what I'm saying. It's okay that we do judge. I judge, and I think it's natural. I think it's okay to be discriminating with ideas and tastes. Obviously, there's <laughs> a wall that you hit where you start judging people's characters uh, unfairly, too harshly, based on unfair premises. And that's all true, you know? I think that's where judgments and prejudices get their bad names from. And I won't be doing that here. But I do think it's important to admit to ourselves that we have certain beliefs and tastes and interests and that we can screen for those kind of things. So, yeah, I want to expound on my natural intuitions and check myself where I might go wrong, where what I say might not match my own ideals, actually, where I can actually notice a discrepancy between who I want to be and who I am because I think it's okay to be aspirational and not yet perfect and we do have these built-in biases. Speaking of aspirations, I've been aspiring to make this podcast for a long time now and I just hadn't done it and I want to admit to you now some reasons for that. Firstly, it's just plain procrastination, which I'm sure a lot of us can relate to. Maybe you can relate to. It's just easier to not do something, frankly. And why bother doing most things, you know? Secondly, kind of with that was the technical details and how intimidating that is to face. It's like, it, it takes a little while to really get your mind around how to actually do a thing. In this case, what mic to use, what to plug it into, what app or program to use, and how do you go about publishing a podcast? I didn't know any of this. 
maybe I'll get into the details of that and what I've settled on, at least for now, that's good enough for me in another episode, a more meta podcast centric episode, but at least I've solved it enough. It's taking me a while and I've tried a lot of different things, but those technical barriers are real and prohibitive. They're real barriers to entry. The other ones are a little bigger. They're, they're not as simple. Firstly, I don't necessarily want attention. I mean, I do, of course, like everybody, I want a certain kind of attention. I want to be loved and, you know, admired to some degree, but I find it embarrassing when people really seek out attention, when people post really loud opinions on social media or walk around with a camera pointing at them in the city streets, either vlogging or just taking selfies or just wearing something really garish. These kind of forms of attention really don't appeal to me. They turn me off, actually. So insofar as doing a podcast is a bit egocentric and bringing attention on me as if I am asking for you to listen and kind of hoping and expecting for it, it's a little, it's a little weird. I don't really like that. And finally... There's been a fear involved. You know, I'm afraid of putting myself out there and being scrutinized for what I say and what I think. It kind of goes into the seeking attention thing. I I want to really curate the attention I get. And when I'm speaking so freely and putting it out into, into the public, I don't really know what kind of attention to expect. And that's scary. Especially if I go into controversial topics, which I plan on doing. So I'm welcoming scrutiny, and that's scary. So I've been afraid of really planting my flag on this sort of, what do I want to say, controversial side of things. I don't want to just say everything that you've heard already. I don't want to reaffirm the groupthink that we're all inundated with. And we know what that is. It depends, I guess, on what side of the aisle you sit on. But I'm coming, for instance, from the left, from the radical left in my younger days to now more of a, well, I guess it's still being even, it's still radical, this kind of resist movement on my Facebook feed that I've ignored for a while now. It's just this attitude of like, say what we think or else. And I don't want to be ostracized from my friend groups and my communities. That's not a fun feeling. And yet I think I have thoughts that challenge those things. I have more complex opinions that I want to say. And I'm tired of holding back. I'm tired of silencing myself and self-censoring. It's not fun. And it's not a good feeling for somebody that's perhaps naturally inclined to be expressive and opinionated, which I am. So I just have to say it. I have to get my piece out. You know, I have to make myself heard to whoever wants to listen. And if I get some blowback for that, if I get scrutinized for that, so be it. Like I'm tired of just straddling the fence and staying quiet so that I don't offend somebody. I'm, I'm quite 
a convicted person. I feel strong in my convictions, I should say. And I'm not afraid of what I think. So I think it's time to speak up because somebody should be. And of course people do. And I, I kind of want to join those people. Those are the people I admire. So even though I find it a little embarrassing, a bit off-putting to even to myself, uh, I just have to do it. You know, like the the feeling of discomfort of saying nothing is stronger than my feeling of embarrassment or fear at this point. And it's actually kind of exciting now. You know, I actually do want to say what I'm really thinking in deep, even dark ways. I want to go places that are challenging and I hope you come with me for that. I think it'll be fun and exciting. And maybe it'll even be an example because if anyone else is living with the burden of silence and stifling themselves just to be benign and inoffensive, I just don't know how long you can go on doing that. Frankly, I'm tired of that feeling. So that's why I'm starting this now. And I think the main objective here with this podcast is to pursue truth. Generally, that's the ultimate virtue here in this podcast. I think it's, you know, perhaps my ultimate or second virtue in my life, beauty being another, and I explore beauty through arts and design. And yeah, I love beauty, but this isn't the format for that. And that's the kind of thing you can explore aesthetics through other means, but how do you get toward truth? I think that podcasting and just talking out loud, having conversations in general, but specifically just talking and writing as well, is a great way to aim for truth. And I put truth above things like emotion and personal well-being. I don't want to be afraid to offend people. I don't want to tiptoe around things for the sake of people's feelings. And growing up, my friends have always called me out for this urge that I have, where I have stepped on people's toes and hurt people's feelings. And I feel bad for that. You know, I'm not a, I'm not a sociopath. I have, I have empathy. And when I see that people are hurt by my callousness, you know, I, I feel bad. And I think I've toned it way down which works in terms of functioning in a social situation, but it hurts me and my soul because it's it's against my nature to, to censor myself. So I don't want to censor myself. I, I'll, I'll behave and act appropriately here. I'm not going to be a madman, you know, but I do want to try and peel back these layers of political correctness and etiquette and just repeating what we all hear to fit in and get points from you as like some sort of comrade or something like I don't want to worry about that stuff I want to just think I want to be free and that freedom I want to use to pursue truth in the very academic sense of the word you know I think that universities should be embodying this pursuit of truth and that Maybe we're losing that, but I'm going to save that again for another dedicated podcast. 
So that's my aim here. Whatever I'm talking about, I'm trying to get to the essence of it, to the truth of it. You know, when I talk about something like um, a certain film, maybe I can talk about the aesthetic value of it and how it's made. But ultimately, I want to know what it is fundamentally, why it exists. What's the point of this? What's its grand truth about it? So I think I'm mostly going to focus on politics for the beginning of this anyway. Maybe. I'm not sure yet how I'm going to do this. I have a lot of political topics that I've been thinking about, so I want to hit those, but I don't want to just be political. I know how boring politics can be, and that's a big word. It depends how we define politics. There's that Capitol Hill gossip version of politics that you see on CNN, you know, updates every news cycle about who's doing what and whatever. I don't care about that stuff. That's not, I mean, that's politics, but not really. That's more like the soap opera politics. And then there's like the more like dictionary definition of like manipulation and, uh, you know, coercion of trying to get people to do what you want and building, building alliances and this kind of stuff. That's, that's playing politics. That's not the point here either. That's not what we're going to be caring about unless it's about literal cultural flashpoints in which that happens. What I really care about are policies, you know, how we run the world, how our countries are run and operated, and what kind of governance, what kind of governments we form, and what kind of laws we we abide by, and and these kind of things. I care about that stuff. I care about how our values are literally sewn into our lives through law, and the making of those laws through politics. I suppose the the right term for this would be moral philosophy and political philosophy, but more generally to just examine life and the way that our values manifest themselves. I guess that's my primary aim. And life experience is really significant to me. And user experience, which I'm studying currently, to understand more deeply the how and the why about everything in the world. And I think that our beliefs are fundamental to that, which is why I want to spend so much time on those specifically. I think just to, f- to finish up this intro episode, I'll tell you a little bit about myself. I've been, you know, dropping hints here and there about who I am. But just to give you a better understanding of your faithful narrator, my name is Keith Telfian, or Keith Telfian, and I was born in the California suburbs of Ronald Reagan's 80s America to an Angelino mother and New New Yorker father. And my childhood was pretty typical. I was into baseball, the LA Dodgers, which is a fandom I still can't quite relinquished entirely. I was into drawing and minor interests were space and dinosaurs. I also loved The Simpsons. I really related to Bart back then. And I really, I think, turned on as a person through music and primarily Nirvana, which was like my first real discovery of an identity. It was like alternative music and grunge and I started growing my hair long and dyeing it different colors. I got a guitar, I left sports and I just committed all in to like the art kid 
route. And yeah, from grunge music, I got into punk in high school and punk ska music. And yeah, ska punk in general has this aesthetic of checkered black and white squares to symbolize racial unity. And this kind of activated my political interests. And I got really into social justice politics. We didn't call it then, but that's what it was. I was into civil rights and feminism and gay marriage and legal pot and free speech, all that kind of stuff. And I'm going to do episodes on this podcast about each topic and more to expound on them and perhaps how my opinions and beliefs have maybe shifted just slightly. And I went to UC Berkeley, which is like the center of political activism for college kids and has this free speech movement history. And I was really into socialism and I marched against the death penalty and canvassed on Sproul uh, Plaza and did all these kind of very activist things. But then my music interests started shifting and I got more into emo music and electronic music and was going to raves and stuff like that. I guess I had discovered that in high school already, but that really amped up as well as my interest in the band Radiohead, who I just really fell in love with and still love to this day. And they kind of represented this shift for me from the political to the psychological. And I was really into like social sciences and more into philosophy, which was my intended major. I ended up majoring in film and getting into serious indie films back then, which is still a passion of mine. And yeah, I was just really into this kind of stuff, into the Wes Anderson and P.T. Anderson stuff and David Lynch. And yeah, I was just all about that stuff. And I went to L.A. to work in the film industry, but I was really depressed and heartbroken and lonely and didn't want to stay in L.A. anymore or California in general. So I moved to New York City where I had some family and a lot of friends were moving there as well. And we kind of had our heyday in our 20s there. It was like just the place to be, you know, we, we were in Williamsburg before it really blew up, before all the skyscrapers were even there. And it was amazing, you know, a lot of great memories and just working odd jobs in the film and the art scenes. And yeah, it's just trying different things out, exploring life. I started substitute teaching as well and decided to go back to school for my master's degree. I studied fine art, photography and video. And that's how I kind of discovered Berlin as this kind of beacon for artists. And so I came to Berlin and loved it. And I just decided that I wanted to move there. So I kind of packed everything up and I had to get, say goodbye to a lot of great things in New York, my great relationship and apartment and family. And I just wanted something else in my life. So I quit my teaching job and I just decided to go all in and be an expat living in Europe, which had always been a dream of mine. So in the last few years, I've, you know, committed to my fine artwork and gotten more into writing. I wrote a novel, which I have still been trying to publish. And I've just done way more travel and gotten really into traveling. And it's kind of been this kind of journey of self-discovery and life experience and yeah, an emotional journey. So that's a little bit about me in five minutes or less. 
And I hope that we can keep this in mind. I hope you can um, appreciate my background when I get into other topics. You know, I, I want to make sure that everyone is aware of the of where I'm coming from when I address modern issues, because I feel more and more alienated. I guess it's no surprise because I've kind of taken myself out of the culture I've grown up in. But now I kind of see it for what it is. I see it from different angles and I want to offer this kind of perspective. So I'm going to leave it there as this intro orientation episode of the podcast, Key Thinking. Uh, I'm excited to talk a little longer uh, another time. And yeah, until then, ciao.